Uh, good morning. Today's daf is le- being learned. Leila Nishma Sarvitzak Tzvi Ben Reb Chaim Yosef. Nisham should have an aliyah from the learning of the daf Yemi here at the virtual Hollywood Shtibel. Today is March thirtieth. Hey, Nissan. And today's daf is Shabbos daf Chav Dalid. And here we go. Tanya Kavasedra of Chizda, the top line, the Gemara resumes understanding why I would not be allowed to burn the oil, use Truma oil, which became Tame, to burn for Friday night. Or if he, and the Gemara said earlier that the reason why you can't use it is because one doesn't burn Kachim on Yamtif. Kachim, which is no longer able to be used in a productive manner has to be burned, but you can't burn it on the Yom Tif itself, uh, or on Shabbos. It's not considered an essential malacha. It's not considered an essential malacha, which Chazal allowed. Tanya Kavasedra of Chizda says, the Gemara of Dalam Lalaf called Elu Amru in Madlikim Behem the Shabbos, Madlikim Behem the Yom Tif. All the oils that we said in our Mishnah and Bemadlikin, do not use them on Shabbos. You can use them on Yamtif. As Yamtif, we know that one is allowed to make fires for essential cooking and other things which are deemed as essential to the Chag as cooking. Chutz, Misham, and Sreifa, except this oil which is destined to be burnt, which Rav Chizda said is talking about Truma. Oil which is truma, the fish which became tame, the fish ain't and cut and be yamtif because we don't dispose of we don't dispose of truma oil which became tame and yamtif through burning. Yamtif is very uh, very interesting in that way, and that's what Masechtas Beya is really all about. In that we have tremendous amount of. Uh, leeway in terms of cooking and even conducting some forms of business and doing things to bring and improve the joy of Yamtif. However, we're very, uh, it is very specific in what was allowed and anything which was considered extra was not allowed. Burning oil, which had no purpose for cooking or lighting or creating Simchas Yamtif. Rather, the only purpose was to create and to get rid of the Truma. That would not be an acceptable use. And that's what we see in the Brisa, and that supports the reasoning of Rav Chizda, white oil, which we call Shemen Sreifa, should not be burnt on Yamtif. Four lines down. Continuing on with the discussion which started with the acceptable uses of candles and oils for Hanukkah, what is in general the, when do we insert a special mention of the miracle that happened on Hanukkah in Birchus HaMasai? Kivan in benching. Do we do so at all? Do we say that since benching is a deraisa, the 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 actual miracle of Hanukkah, the, the yamtiv of Hanukkah, as we had a previous discussion, was only established with Rabbanon. There's no 
there's no Pascha on the Torah, right? It, it happened many years after the Torah was given. Hanukkah is only Midrabbanan in that sense. So therefore, we would not be required to add in an extra prayer into Birch Samazan. Or do we say, the whole concept of Hanukkah is to publicize the miracles and benching is a, is a, it would achieve that as well by mentioning the miracles in Birch Samazan. Rava said in the name of Rav Zechari, in the name of Huna Einu Mazkir, you do not mention it in Berch Samazet, right? So we, of course, know the halacha is not like that opinion. And if you do, Mazkir Bahidav, if you do mention it, you would mention it in Haida, in Noidelacha, towards the beginning of benching, the part where you thank Hashem, and which, uh, and which is exactly where we put it. Rav Huna by Yehuda, Rava. Rav Huna by Yehuda came to the house of Rava. Now already, we know this is, uh, we have much experience from brachas in this. You go to somebody's house, know what their custom is when it comes to benching and how you would proceed with the brachas before you get offered the honor of benching out loud. Rav Huna by Yehuda, just like Yalav Yava and Ritzay, we mention it in the in the blessing of of building, rebuilding the temple. Amlu Rav Sheshes Kitzvila. Rav Sheshes said, "No, like it's just like in 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 Shmuel Eshay, Ma Tzvila Bahayda. Just like we mentioned Al Anisim Bachanaka in the as part of the Maidim prayer. Av Bichzamazin Bahayda. So too Bichzamazin benching should be done in the bracha of Bahayda in the bracha of thanks." Iboy lehu asked the Gemara the following question: But now that you're ready, brought me to this discussion of extra insertions of thanks in benching, and we came out that it would go in the birchas of benching. So what about rishchaydesh? Do we insert something special, such as yalaviyabai? Into the Bechsa Mazan of Rosh Chodesh. If you're going to go like the opinion of Rav, uh, of Rav Huna, who said you don't need to uh, by Chanukah, so then maybe by Rosh Chodesh, which is uh, of course mentioned in the Torah, so therefore you would that would require an extra insertion. An extra mention, even in Berchas Hamazon. I don't want Cuban to lay Asavasiyasmalachalaymaskarinan. Perhaps the Gemara says it would only be logical to alter the Berchas Hamazon where the day is so entirely different that you don't go to work just like a real Yamtif. And that's when we mention Ritzay when there's a real change in the order of the day. But Rishchaydish, even though in the Beis Hamikdash the Karbanas were different, and yes, Sure, it signified a change in uh, the calendar, but it wasn't ever declared a day where it doesn't work. It's not that type of yamtif, and therefore Lemaz Karina. In fact, in Rabbi Oren's shul in Maple Ridge, there's a Sephardic uh, Bukharian shul, Rabbi Oren Pinchasov, and I, for a while, I don't think he, they kept it up, certainly not now, but uh, for a while, they had what was called the uh, Yom Lachodesh, 
where every Rosh many of the people, they would take off from work and they would have shurim going from the morning, from the morning till the night, straight through, as a, to show the, the special, the day is really a different, a special day. But even so, it's never considered an Isra Malacha to work. And therefore, by Maskarinan, we wouldn't change the bracha of benching to, to, to show a special, the special Rosh Chodesh, the special Karbonus that Rosh Chodesh requires. It could be that the shot is that this is a factor, whether it's Bittu Malacha or not, is also the fact that if you're going to add on time to benching, assume that people follow the Gemara and uh, assume that people followed the Gemara and ate pas shachris and they ate bread in the morning and they had a special shchoder suda at night, whether it was the night before that day, uh, they would, um, so that would take extra time. Therefore, if somebody's rushing out to work, you wouldn't necessarily, Chazal were, 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 were cognizant of that, they wouldn't add on to benching. Um, Tysis, further down on the left-hand margin, says, Tysis says that the fact that we call up an extra person to the Torah, we do give an extra aliyah, Rosh Chodesh is four aliyahs, not just three, so there is some sort of significance to Rosh like a Chag, where we add on extra Elias. That's more of a Minig Ma'alma than ever a proof that it was considered a real day of Yom Tov, a day where there was no work, but rather we don't find that Rosh really was considered a proper Yom Tov. And therefore that validates the Gemara's question, should we even add in Yalav into benching or not? Says the Gemara, Rav says you do mention the Rosh Chodesh in benching. Rabbi Chanina says you don't mention it. I have, a, I have that saying of Rav that you do put in an extra insertion of Yav Yavah into benching. That was what I was taught. The Kair of Aisha Kavasei, because there's an, in fact an earlier Tana, Rav Aisha, who stated as the same, the Tana Rav Aisha, Yom Sheesh Bem Kar Musaf, Higoyin Rosh Chodesh, Rosh days where there is a Musaf, Abbas Shachos Umincha, Mespash Mekhne Asrei, three times a day you pray, Mishmane Asrei, Ba'aymim Me'enim Urav Avaydev, and you insert regarding, uh, when it comes to the Avoida, you mention the day that it is the specialness of the day as an extra prayer in the Avoida. So in Shemadah where we pray for the return of the service of the Temple of Jerusalem, and it would be, uh, and uh, that would be appropriate even on Rosh Chodesh. And if you omit it, I say you have to repeat. Uh, there's no special Kiddush on those days. But there is an extra insertion in benching as well. This is all part of Rabbi teachings. 
Yamim Shein Ben Korban Musaf begun Shaini Bechamishi Vesheni, Betania is Mamadis, Shaini Bechamadis. Days which there's no Musaf. However, they were special days that there were extra prayers inserted, such as Bahab, the first Monday, Thursday, Monday after the Shalashugalim, and public fast days, and days when they decreed everybody to come together and assemble. Those days also had a special deal. Every Monday, Thursday, rather referring exclusively to Bahab, to the Monday, Thursday, Monday, which we gathered to say extra prayers. Um, then the, these were from the, all the fast days. We insert Anenu, we insert a special prayer into the Shemayat Fila. But if you omit it, you do not have to repeat it. And so I guess the night before, when you eat before a fast, or maybe it's talking about if somebody, uh, yeah, uh, or uh, and Rashi says also when the day ends, when you bench, then uh, you would, there's no special insurgents, even though that day was a very significant day of a fast. But still, we don't put any extra insurgents into the Berchus Hamas. But clearly, on Rosh Tana supported the opinion of Rav that you do mention it in Berchus Hamas as well. So the Gemara now has a, that's, that's, that already sounds very familiar to us. What we do, that we mention both Hanukkah al Anisim in the Bracha of Haidah, in the Bracha of Thanks. As well as Rosh Chodesh, we mentioned in the Avoida. Um, and of course, that makes sense. Rashi explains the logic behind that that when you're davening, that when you daven, that Hashem should take us back to hear our prayers and serve our and, and practice the Avoida, serve in the temple. So you want to mention. How today, the special extra offerings of today, which Chabonis is what Makarev, that's what brings us close to Hashem, is the service that we do in the temple. Hashem, if you bring us back today, we would be able to practice those extra Chabonis today. Says the Gemara, Iboilahu, two thirds of the way down, Chabdal Ramal, 24a. Iboilahu, Ma'u Lahaska, Shachanaka, Bamusafet. Cuban, now. We know that Hanukkah starts on the 25th, correct? It always falls out on Chafhei, and it lasts for eight days, guaranteeing that you will have a Shab- at least one Shabbos of Shabbos Hanukkah, as well as at least one day, if not two, uh, as well as two days Rosh Chodesh. So it could be you'll have Shabbos Hanukkah, which is also Rosh Chodesh. I believe it was like that this year. I don't remember 100%, but you, you'll have a day of Musaf on Shabbos. Either way, despite the fact that we said Hanukkah, there's no additional Musaf service. However, you'll still end up saying Musaf on Hanukkah, and therefore do we insert Alanisim in, in Musaf as well. What's the question? Says the Gemara, since the reason why you're saying Musaf is either because of the extra sacrifices of Shabbos or the extra Karbanas, the extra sacrifices of Rosh Chodesh, but not because of Hanukkah, 
and therefore you would not mention Hanukkah in that Mosif. Or do we say, no, on Shabbos and Rosh that day is required in four tefillahs, and all tefillahs, all prayers of that day are worthy to mention the miracles of Hanukkah in them. So it comes out that is, is the mentioning of Alanisim dependent on the day, and however many times you're obligated to say a Shemayin Esra, and that day is your obligation to say Alanisim to be Mepharsim the Nase, or do we say no, only prayers which come because of that day of Hanukkah. So your regular Shachras, you're davening it because today is Chavav Kislev, today is Chavhei Kislev, today is Hanukkah. But Musaf, you're only saying the Musaf, not because today is Chavches uh, Kislev, or, uh, sorry, uh, let's say, uh, right, if it's Shabbos, or Rishchodesh Tebes, uh, if it's during the week in Hanukkah. The reason why you're saying the Musaf is because it's Rishchodesh, nothing to do with the Hanukkah. Therefore, I would, um, I would omit Hanukkah completely. Says the Gemara, I'm a, I'm a, therefore I don't be Interestingly enough, there's an opinion of the Gemara here, Rapuna and Rabbi Yehuda both said you do not mention Yalavi Yavai in, not Yalavi Yavai, sorry, Alanisim in Musaf. Rabbi Nachman, Rabbi Yehuda, and of course, we know the halacha from what we do is that even in Musaf, you would mention Alanisim uh, over Hanukkah. I'm Rabbi Rabbi Yisuf, that's not a new opinion, that's really the opinion of Rav. When you look at Rosh Chodesh, which falls out on Shabbos, when it's a shalash regalim, we know the birchas of Torah are completely different than a regular Shabbos. We add on to mention that it's yamtiv on Rosh Hashanah and Kippur. Also, the haftara we have a, we, we mention a different uh, tefillah. However, Rosh Chodesh, according to Rav, you do not mention anything extra because it's Rosh Chodesh. Shalmol Shabbos ain't navi berosh Chodesh. Shalmol Shabbos ain't navi berosh Chodesh. For if not for the fact that it was Shabbos and Rosh together, you would not be at, saying Haftarah as Rosh There was no Haftarah on, on, on Rosh We don't write. We have no Haftarah. We have an extra Aliyah. But there's no real Maftir on Rosh So therefore, uh, you wouldn't, um, therefore, you wouldn't mention anything extra where there's, the Haftarah doesn't come because of that day. Since the Haftarah is coming because it's Shabbos, not because of Rosh Chodesh, therefore you do not mention it in the brachas. Midami uh, says the Gemara, that's Rav's statement that you think is the same opinion as what we're asking. We're asking whether you insert a special insertion for, Rosh Chodesh, for Hanukkah and Rosh Chodesh in Musaf, and you're telling me that because we don't talk about Rosh Chodesh in the Birchus Haftarah on Shabbos Rosh Chodesh, therefore that's your proof that you wouldn't talk about Hanukkah on uh, Shabbos or Rosh Chodesh. Me, Dami, are they similar? Awesome, Navi, Rosh Chodesh, like a klal. There's never, they never instituted, or there is no, we don't have any reading of, of the Haftar on Rosh Chodesh. But over here by us, we do have uh, uh, a day of four tefillahs, which are obligated, we're obligated in four tefillahs on that day, and it's just the question of do you make an extra mention 
because of Hanukkah or not, but the day of Hanukkah requires you to daven all the tefillahs. And the day, now that day has an extra tefillah that's required, a fourth tefillah. So the question is, do you insert whatever was required to be inserted into all tefillahs of the day into there? But when you come to the birth of Haftarah, there's never a requirement whatsoever to make any Haftarah on Rosh Chodesh, except for the fact that it's Shabbos. So therefore, we wouldn't mention it. Now, but rather, if you're looking for a proof, a source, this is what you should have quoted me. They taught us in the name of Rav. Now, this is fascinating, that if it falls out, Shabbos and Yom Tov fall out together, um, the one who reads Maftir by Mincha, like on Yom Kippur, we do that, right? But it seems like the Gemara is mentioning here Maftir on, on regular Shabbos Mincha, you don't mention in the Birchas of Torah by Mincha the fact that it's a Yamtiv. Because if not for the fact that it was Shabbos, there would be no Haftarah uh, at all by a regular Mincha of Yamtiv. As we know, that one of the big differences between Shabbos and Yamtiv is Shabbos, you have Kriyas Torah by Mincha, whereas Yamtiv, there's no laning by Mincha. Now, we don't have Haftarah by either one. Uh, because we wanted that, like Shabbos Mincha, the Gabay Sheni should start, like uh, people shouldn't be scared to be a Gabay Sheni. So we said, okay, you'll be the Mincha, you'll be the Mincha Gabay. You'll do it where there's not so many Mishaberachs. But if there would have been Haftarah, so then maybe it would have scared them away. But I don't think that's the real reason. In fact, if you look in Tosis, the bottom Tosis, Shomali Shabbos ain't Navi Bemincha, the Kashalari, that we, we know that we don't do it. We do not call anybody up for a maftir, for haftarah by Shabbos Mincha. says the bottom place is the tears of being time, the Navi, the Hachain, the Ksubim, she maftir, the Ksubim, the Shabbos, the Mincha, the Emperor called Kisve. We're going to get to the Afkuf Tazayin on the days in about three months. And uh, we're going to see that, in fact, they did used to read from Ksubim by Mincha. So Taisus says, in fact, they did read by Mincha, as we'll see in a Gemara later on. Rashi, if you look at the second to last Rashi on the right-hand margin, Rashi says, I found in the response of the Ga'inim, who lived before the Rishonim, but post the Talmudic era, they would read from the Vim, 10 Pesukim, a regular Haftarah. In the days of the Pesukim, they were forbidden to do so. Once they gave up that Minug, they said, okay, we're not going to ever go back to that. It was given up to do, maybe people weren't coming to Mincha. Now, I don't know why, but it was given up and they never resumed it. Says the Gemara. Uh, so at the, at the bottom line is that if you want to compare the question of the necessity to mention Hanukkah in Musaf on Shabbos and Rosh Chodesh, look at the Birchus of Torah of Shabbos Mincha, where you don't mention the fact that if it's a Yamtif, you wouldn't mention it because there's no requirement from the day of Yamtif to make uh, to make a Torah. Says the Gemara, the top of Chavdal at Amin Bey is 24 feet. The halacha, in fact, is not like any of these 
opinions. Um, but rather, what do we do? That do anything which comes on a day, Ella, Levi, but rather like Rabbi Shuban Levi, if Yom Kippur falls out on Shabbos, which is an extra Shemayin Esrei, right? Ne'ila is post-Mincha, so it's a, it's a, and it's post-Musif. So the whole Ne'ila is only relevant to the day of Yom Kippur. And still, we mention Shabbos, even though the, the requirement to pray that does not come at all because of Shabbos. And yet, we'll still mention that it's Shabbos on, uh, during the Elah. Because the day is required to pray for its Elah. Says the Gemara, well, who is the Allah? So at the end of the day, we have a clear resolution from this, from this statement of Rabbi Shub and Levi. The question is whether we'll be able to resolve that statement with other statements of Rabbi Shub and Levi. But either way, Rabbi Shua ben Levi says very clearly that even the Elah, which doesn't have any connection to Shabbos, you still mention the fact that it's Shabbos. So too, the Musaf that you'll say on Shabbos or Shchodesh, and on, uh, on Shabbos or Shchodesh, which falls out on Hanukkah, you'll still, uh, you'll still need to mention the fact that it's Hanukkah as they are anything which comes on that day, you mention all the significant occasions of that day. The problem is that Shubin Levi is a contradiction. Uh, the, the halacha now, if that's the halacha, we're going to have a contradiction. Says the Gemara, Kasha Hilchsa Hilchsa. Amrit halacha Hilchsa Kirim Shubin Levi. The Kaimalan Hilchsa Kirava. But yet we know that the halacha is in fact in accordance with the opinion of Rava. Dama Rava. Yamtiv Shechali Yais Bishabis. Yamtiv, which falls out on Shabbos. The one who gets up to Davin Meiriv, uh, and we know Friday night, Lida, Lida, unfortunately, we don't have this today because we're not in shul. But when we were in shul a few weeks ago, we always meant it said Friday night, the chazan said, Mogen Aves, right? After finishing Shemana Esrei, everybody says, Vayichulu. And then the bracha of the chazan of starts Friday night of Maganav. It's almost like a repetition. And Rabba taught us that that chazan in Yamtiv, if Friday night falls out on, on Yamtiv, we don't mention anything about the fact that it's Yamtiv in the bracha of Maganav. Because Yamtiv, there is no bracha of Maganav. So the Gemara says, we see clearly from Rabbi Shub and Levi, from the first Mishnah, the halacha seems to be that any prayers are said on a day where there's a significant other chag, you mention all chagim in the Shemona Esrei or in the Brachas, just like Hanukkah would be mentioned in Rosh Chodesh in the Mosef, and just like Shabbos would be mentioned in the Elah. However, at the same time, Rav taught us, that Friday night, which falls out in Yamtif, the extra bracha, which is inserted just because it's Friday night of Maganavis, does not get any mention of the Yamtif. Says Gemara Hachi Hashta, no comparison. Awesome, but din hu da filo b'shabes nami leitzar for abanu b'tekune mishum sakana. Avalacha yarim mishum skaya ba'arbet filois. That is only Maganavis. It's not a regular. You're comparing apples to oranges. Comparing Musaf to Magen Avos, 
Mugging of his Friday night is not a chi of tefillah. It's a chi of midrabbanam because they didn't want anybody to be stuck in shul Friday night. They used to daven in the fields for Kabbalah's Shabbos and uh, they would not want anybody to walk home alone. And there were always people who davened the longer Shemayna Esrei than the rabbi and therefore they would create, and there was no Chazar Sashats. There was nothing like Mincha Shachras where the tefillah took longer. So they created to extend the davenings that those who were davening longer shouldn't end up leaving shul later and have to walk back alone with the shadim, with the mazikim, with the, the demons that were hanging out over there. So that has nothing to do with tefillah. The chiv to say uh, is there because of uh, communal protection. And therefore, uh, you, wouldn't, you wouldn't insert anything to do with the yamtiv because it really has nothing to do with the yamtiv. It's not considered like an extra prayer that you're obligated to say because of the day. It's because of a sakana that we insert it. But, uh, but the yamtiv, ni'ila, where you're chayiv to say ni'ila on Yom Kippur, that's not a, that's a din and tefillah of the day. That's a din, the prayer of the day. Of course, you would mention Shabbos. And the same thing with, uh, with uh, Hanukkah as well, that if any extra prayer that's instituted on that day, whether it's because of Hanukkah or because it's Rosh or Shabbos, you would still require the mention of the mention of Hanukkah in Mosul. And that you could say is interesting that we still do Maganavos, right? Except if you're diving in your house because uh, there's no going home. But we still do Maganavos, even though our shuls are not necessarily in places uh, where there's Mazikim, but it's Derech uh, that if there's still, you don't leave somebody alone in shul, even if there's Shemar Nasrei is getting on the longer side. Beloi Ba'alya, returning to the subject of our Mishnah. We said now Mishnah that you can't use Alya. Alya, what did we translate Alya as? Alya, we said, was the, the fat from the tail, the oil from the tail, if I'm not mistaken. The loiba Alya. We don't want you to use that. Of a sheep. On, what? Of a sheep. Of a sheep. Okay. So uh, very appropriate as we're all getting ready. My kids are very excited of the possibility, Mr. Shem, of having lamb for carbon Pesach. In fact, this week we made a lamb challenge to already prepare ourselves for the taste and to use up whatever is in our freezer. And uh, before Pesach, that might have, uh, you know, not, uh, although it's not, you could sell it, but it comes a point where you, my wife has everything cheshbened out, what we're going to use when, and uh, it was time to eat the sheep, but we already got excited talking about it. So we're thinking all the uses of a sheep in our home, but you can't use it for Shabbos for uh, Friday night lights. For Friday night live, you cannot use the oil of the sheep. Why not? So, and furthermore, if you look back at the Mishnah, if we go back to Chaf Aleph Chaf Ahmed Beis, so it's very, it's a little confusing at the end of the Mishnah. Tanakama says. But not with the sheep and not with the fat. It doesn't argue. He says, uh, it's cooked, it's okay. And the Chacham said, whether or not, either way, it's not acceptable. 
So it seems like you have the opinion of the first author in the Mishnah, Tanakamo says no, Nachum Amadi says it depends if it's cooked or not, and then the Gemara says whether or not it's cooked, it's forbidden. Says the Gemara, the third opinion and the first opinion are the same. Says the Gemara, we had an earlier discussion. If you were to these takanis, which Chazal said you can't use any of these oils, do they apply to? Do they apply to? Uh, a mixture or just that you use that oil straight up and we didn't have a resolution and that's the what they're arguing about in our mishnah whether even the whether even a mixture of it would be a problem or not however says the gemara even though i would like to say that this is the actual dispute between the talakama and the chacham between the first opinion of the chacham whether uh Alia, this sheep's fat, can be used as a mixture or not, we can't conclusively tell you which opinion held that it, it was allowed and which opinion held that it was not allowed. So we want to say that that is what they're arguing about, we just don't know which one held which. As the words are very not clear. Says the Mishnah, back to our Gemara, Chavdal says the Mishnah, and this, of course, we're familiar with because we just had this mentioned. Shemin Sreifa, we said, was the, the truma, which became tame, that you are required to burn it that night, but you won't burn it on Yamdiv because it's an extra fire that's not required for the joy of Yamdiv. So therefore, the Mishnah says, if you don't make fires to burn it on the Yamdiv. That you can't use itron, which is uh, from Zephes, which we said earlier was like a tar, pitch, a tar, and I'm sure it had a very unpleasant smell. If you've ever smelled somebody redoing their roof or driveway, you know what it's like. Therefore, you can't use it for Shabbos, and they cover the Shabbos. The Chacham said that it's not a problem. Now the truth is, it's it's a big chiddush with the chacham telling me that it's that it's mutter on Shabbos. It would really smell up the house pretty bad, I would think. The fact that the chacham are not partial to that concern is a chiddush to me. Um, the chacham say that all these are permissible. The shem and shumshum and the shem and the goyz and the shem and snayimus, the shem and dagim, the shem pukuos, the etchenu benaf with the sesame oil. Uh, hazelnut oil, uh, tsnainus, uh, from is really from a vegetable. I don't know how you get. I, I guess there is radish. A, radish. So what, what what type of oil is that? Um, it says extracted oil from radish seeds, according to Rav and the first show. So what is that? Like what type of oil would that be? That's my. I'm wonder, I never heard of that oil. I don't think Kosher Central carries it. Right, turnip oil and uh, fish oil. Fish oil, we know, of course, and shem kuis and uh, from a gourds, the etran neft, and from these type of uh, par and neft, it would all be mutter. Rabbi Tarfin says even for yamte, even for uh, Shabbos use olive oil, that's the only one that he permitted. And we know, of course, there's many people who take the leftover olive oil from Hanukkah, and that's what they use for Neir's Shabbos all year round. 
Says the Gemara, my time, uh, what is the reason why you can't burn shaman Sreifa? Because we don't burn additional fires in order to illuminate Kachim, which is not uh, usable anymore. On we learn it out from a Pasek. Pasek is not allowed to leave over Kachim, food that were came as part of a carbon that have a time limit when to consume it. One may not leave it over till the morning. And the Pasek says, and the, the Pasek says, in addition to that, uh, that anything which is left over till the morning shall be burnt up in a fire. So it seems like a little repetitive. She ain't Talmud Laima Ad Boiker. Ma Talmud Laima Ad Boiker. We already know from Loisusur Menu Ad Boiker. The first part of the Pasuk tells you don't leave it over till the morning. Why do I need the second part of the Pasuk to tell you that anything which is left over should be burnt? The Pasuk is telling you there's a different morning that you burn it. Because if the next day would be Yamtif, you would not burn it on the Chad. But rather, you would have to wait till the next day, which would be Cholomoyim. Abayi said it's in fact a different verse which teaches us this. Rather, the Oila of Shabbos only is what's burnt in the Beis Hamikdash in on Shabbos, but not things that came from an Oila from Friday on Shabbos. So if Yamtif, and not things which came from Erev Yamtif on Yamtif. So it's in fact a specific Pasuk that excludes the possibility of burning things that should have been, which the reason why you're burning them is because they're from a sacrifice from earlier in the week. You cannot make a fire on Shabbos or Yamtif to burn them. Rava Amar, Amakra, Rava brings us a different verse, a different Pasuk. Hu levada yeselachem, hu v'loi machshirin levada so Rava comes up with a very, very broad concept over here that only things that are, uh, only things which are for the Yamtif itself. Um, Rava's Pasuk is the basic heter to cook anything on Yamtif. And therefore, only things for Yamtif were we allowed to do by making a fire or doing a malacha. And the same thing is true, not just for burning things that you burn. Uh, so the Gemara and even a brismila, which is not on the eighth day, you also would not do on Yamtiv. The Asi that's learned out of Bakalvachaimer. That things which are not uh, actually required to do on Yamtiv, they're not at Sayyim. There's no requirement of that day to do the malacha you would not do on that day. And Rabbah learns it out of a kavachayven. Ravashi, Amar, Ravashi says, Shabbos, Shabbos, you don't have a but and you don't have the Pasuk of Levadoi to teach you only items of that are incumbent upon you because of that day itself. Ravashi, Amar, Shabbos, Shabbos, Asay. Shabbos Shabbos is a commandment that you shall rest on Yamtif and on Shabbos. And Yamtif is a is a is an say and a say. So the say the 
and the rules of when you have mitzvahs with conflicting obligations, whether you're allowed to do it or not, we always know that uh, the assay does not have the power to push away an assay together with a lav. So what do we exactly is going on over here? So by, by Bismillah is one discussion, and by lighting is another discussion. Shabbos, Shabbosain is a pasuk that tells you that on the 15th day, um, you shall, uh, it will be Yomtif, uh, uh, and um, so the mitzvah of resting, the mitzvah of resting, the, the, the mitzvah of resting on Yomtif is stronger than the mitzvah of the resting of not uh, eating the uh, sh- the truma or the shemen on the eighth uh, afterwards. So again, just to be clear on Ravashi, Ravashi says you have an assay and an assay and a lois assay. The, the mitzvah of burning truma does not override the assay and the lois assay of yamtif, of not doing extra malacha on yamtif. Even though we said earlier, Rashi explains that esh tisroifu, the mitzvah of burning the truma, which you can no longer eat, is a positive commandment, but the mitzvah of resting on Yom, uh, on Yamtif, of not doing malacha on Yamtif, is both an assay of Shabbos Shabbosain and a loisa assay of uh, making uh, doing malacha on Yamtif. And that discussion will actually continue tomorrow. Unlike Masechus Brachas, we actually have some pretty short blot 